everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. It's episode 284, and I'm super excited. We are joined by Jay Ratner. I've asked him to be on the show, I think, like three years ago, and he's just really busy, <laughs> so I just got on his schedule. It maybe, maybe it was a couple of years, but... Yeah, I'm glad we made it work. <laughs> but we did, and I'm so excited, and I'm going to call him Jay, and I know you're probably like, hey, you told us his name was Jason. And he's fine with anybody calling him either one, but he said, uh, you know, Jason or Jay is fine, but I'm going to go with Jay. So whatever rolls off. That's good. (laughs) Right. And Josh Lewis from Colorado Springs. He's oh yeah, Josh. So you maybe got to meet him at creative. Did you get to go to creative South last year? Um, not last year, but I've met Josh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Denise, and we got a bunch of other people. So I'm really excited to have everybody. So, Awesome. I'm just going to dig in. So you okay. have, um, you grew up in New York, right? Yes. Yep. Originally you went to art school in, in New York as well. I did in Brooklyn. I went to um, Pratt Institute. Right. Which is an awesome school. It was great. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So you've had this lifetime love of Disney mm-hmm. and as you, as you can see behind me. <laughs> Right. So, so, and you and I talked a little bit, and I think this kind of paints a good picture of um, you have been working there for eight years, but you worked there in college. They have a um, a summer kind of a program, I think, and it's for college, and you do lots of different things, right? Yeah. So the earliest one was the college program where it was, you know, I was just down here and working at one of the resorts, just getting that like Disney experience. So there really was no um, art component to that. And then it wasn't until the professional internship upon graduation was when I came back down and then worked for um, uh, Disney destinations as a graphic design intern. So like with the internship, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's about, you know, you're learning a lot. So what year were you like, were you about to be a senior in college or... Um, for the first internship? For the for the one where you were actually doing design. So that one was right after graduation. So I was, because for those internships, you, do, you can either be having within six months of graduation or you can, you know, still be um, enrolled in college. So that's the, you know, prerequisite. So for me, it was cool because it was like right after I graduated. So the hope was is that I come down, get an internship, and then hopefully stay on full-time at Disney because that was, you know, my dream for right. sure. Right. So you had, um, but you were realistic, right? Yeah. You know that yeah. there's lots of people <laughs> with that dream. I have yeah. lots of students who say, oh, I want to work at Pixar or, you know, people who are in animators and they say that that's where they want to work or they want to work at Disney. And mm-hmm. realistically, it doesn't happen for many people because most of the time it's a great company, just like Google or Amazon or you know, they're really good companies that people don't really like to leave. And so usually they're not just like having hundreds of people, new employees, you know, usually right. replace somebody, you know. So with companies like this, um, where they are really good and they are great to their employees, it's a, the turnover is not as much as what most people would like, right? Like with yeah. Pixar or something. Right, right. So so you you get there, you decide, did you stay? in Orlando, even though you didn't have a full-time job with them? Yeah. So upon the like, you know, end of the internship, it just wasn't going to work out that I had a a place to to go to or a job available that I could apply for that was, you know, right for me. So um, because I still like 
my goal was to work for Disney. I was like, well, I'm going to stay in Florida because I don't know how long it could take for me to get back, but just being close Mm. to it. And like, you know, if I had to jump on an interview or something, um, I just felt better about that and moving to Florida right after and just, you know, sticking around um, and just hoping that I would, you know, find a full-time job. Right. Okay. So so you, so you do that. So you Mm -hmm. are, and you're still involved, you're still doing things, you're still, you were working another job full-time, right. doing design. What kind of design were you doing? So um, I got a job with a trade show design company called Zarnowski, and so that was like right after the internship. So of course I kind of went through this like, you know, emotional state where I was like, oh God, I'm, you know, not staying with Disney, but I want to stay here and, you know, what could be, of course, I was apply, applying for a lot of stuff because I wanted a job and I wanted to stay in Florida. Um, but it just so happened that I found this uh, job for this trade show company. And I was working with their within their creative agency for um, the entire company. So we kind of did a lot of marketing and sales uh, materials for this uh, trade show company. So just normal kind of graphic design stuff, which... Yeah, there was a lot of... Um, you know, responding to RFPs and, you know, doing communications that went out to a lot of the um, the sales team and then stuff that we would create to go to their clients. And um, we even would collaborate with the 3D designers, like doing the 3D modeling for all these exhibits and creating some graphic work for that to help them. So there was a lot of, um, that was kind of like the one one favorite job over the many that I had before I got back to Disney, but there was a lot of different stuff, but, um, you know, I think that was a good, uh, experience coming right out of the internship. For, for sure. So yeah. when you, um, how, from the time that was that job, your first mm-hmm. job out of school, that wasn't the internship to eight years ago when you got the job with, I think you're in, in sales and marketing, right? Yeah. We're under sales and marketing. Yeah. So, because I think some people think, oh, you work at Disney, you make movies, right? <laughs> right? No, I don't, make, I don't make movies. But I think people yeah. think, normal people might think that, maybe not designers. My mom yeah, probably yeah. doesn't know what an RFP is. And mom, it's a request oh. for proposal, just so yes. you know. Yeah. Um, so Andre wants to know, um, do, what do you think? And you, if you don't feel comfortable, <laughs> you can say, I don't feel comfortable answering this. He <laughs> says... Um, what do you think of the realistic remakes movies of masterpiece animations that Disney's doing? Oh, like um, the live live action adapt, adaptations? <laughs> I guess so. He said probably the animated drama. Personally, he says the animated drama movies are so much better. Uh, I mean, I don't compare them because it's such a like entirely different. Uh, well, it's two take. different audiences too, yeah, I think, it's right? Like a, a different take on the same movie. Um, I don't know. I've, I've loved all of them that have come out. Like the, the Jungle Book and, you know, I mean, Lion King, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I've really enjoyed them. So I'm, Do they keep the music the same? Uh, there are some. Yeah, like, um, I mean, there's a good, I think they try to add some new, you know, touches to stuff to kind of, you know, bring something new to it. But yeah, I mean, that's everybody's got their own opinions about movies and stuff. Well, so so Disney would sort of be in that same realm of where uh, Fraser Davidson and T.J. Harley and uh, Joe Bosak are doing college, um, you know, logos, sports logos. There's so much um, mm-hmm. 
emotion in and there's so much uh, memory, I think, at, at good memories. And that's why I feel like, you know, Andre really loves the old stuff because it brings yeah. back these memories of, of just this amazing life as a kid or something, yeah. you know, or the way you got away or the magic of Disney, right? right. So, but this will be what it is for some kids. And yeah, yeah. It's just a different uh, take on it. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. So we're going to um, go a little bit further. So did you tell us how long it was? I think I just didn't let you tell me. Um, no, from until I got back to Disney or? Yes. Uh, so it was about five years before I got back, you know, when or finally found a job um, at Disney doing graphic design. So, so you're oh. still applying in those five years if you see anything come up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it like, yeah, that's the other thing too. There's not always like tons of stuff that comes up in the creative areas. So, you know, I probably was checking on a daily basis, you know, for those five years, at least once, you know, once, twice, eight that's, times a day. That's know. a huge commitment to do. Yeah. And it's also, um, it can be uh, really hard on you emotionally, I would think, if mm -hmm. it not that you're being rejected, but that there's just nothing opening and it's just not what you wanted and, and yeah. pursuing. It's a long-term goal. And that's why. Yeah. And I, I can't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure there's positions I applied for at Disney and, you know, just didn't get. So um, yeah, you know, I, it was definitely uh, hard, um, you know, to go through that, but I still, you know, was still building a life in Florida and was enjoying it. And I loved at least being near the parks. Cause of course, you know, just loving Disney. My wife moved down um, right after she graduated a semester after me. So, you know, we had a place here and, um, you know, it was just building a life here and enjoying being close to Disney cause we both loved mm. it. Uh, and so for that time, that was a, enough to kind of like keep the Disney, you know, right. love going. So um, I just kind of stuck with it. And... So I would think that way for anybody, somebody who wanted to work for Disney or, or Pixar or Google or, you know, say they wanted to work at a university or they wanted to work at a, a firm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a bigger company or a firm or school is going to be better because there's going to be more opportunities. Right. And with Disney, there's lots of, there's it has a lot of opportunities like Google has a lot of opportunities for designers, I would think. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it probably happens this way for for anybody, you know. It's, but it's good to keep anyone. trying if that's mm -hmm. really it. And I think if you give up early, then it just you that wasn't really a good goal, but or a good dream. Maybe it wasn't a good fit for you. So I love this question. Carly mm -hmm. asks. She said, "This is a simple question, but is there a particular movie, Disney movie, or experience that you inspired you to want to work for them?" Oh, that sounds um, like a great interview question. That is, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, this, it might be general, but you know, growing up, we went to Disney, you know, doing family vacations and, um, you know, from there it kind of sparked my love for it. But, um, of course, some of the earlier films, you know, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, those were coming out when I was really starting to, um, trying to teach myself to draw. And, you know, I'd have all the, um, you know, get all the books and stuff and try tracing the characters and then trying to draw them on my own and, you know, kind of continued with that. And those, the films from that time, so Lion King as well, mm -hmm. um, Pocahontas, 
so I think those animated features definitely uh, sparked, you know, the real drive for wanting to do some kind of art for Disney at that time. Graphic design, I probably didn't even know about really. Um, so it was more about drawing and, you know, just enjoying, you know, that art. So I think those films probably really ignited this, you know, Disney fire for the art, art part of it. So was there anybody in your family that was in design or who taught you about that word design and how did you know uh, to study that? No, it's funny, but I, I do remember my brother was taking art classes, uh, like even before I started drawing and I was jealous of that. <laughs> and so um, that was something, you know, that that's kind of the first time I remember like really wanting to do art. So, you know, I saw him doing it and I wanted to do it. And, um, and he's not doing art, but he's uh, like creative writing and stuff. So that's oh, cool. know, still a creative guy. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think from, from there, once I started with like the movies, like drawing the characters and stuff like that, that's kind of like the first time I think it was sort of just, oh, I want to maybe pursue this art path and it's going to be Disney, you know, even, even though it may have fluctuated a little bit, you know, until I, you know, got into high school and all that. But, um, so yeah, I don't know. So Lorenzo asked you a question. Um, did either of you, did you either want to be a Disney kid being one of their, on their TV shows? <laughs> she says you have that look. Oh, thanks. Um, I would have loved to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So did you ever apply? Like try um, out, you know, like you have to go um, on it. No, no. So you didn't want it that bad. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't. It would have been cool, of course, but you know, even today I'm like, oh, these kids on the new Mickey Mouse Club, they're awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I hadn't hadn't actually gone out for any for any of it. But all right, so we're gonna go go forward. So okay. one of the thing, one of the questions I know because you and I talked about this the other day, you've stayed with the same team, which. Mm -hmm. Now we're just talking to anybody who works in-house, right? Yeah. So say you work in-house, sometimes if it's a big enough company, you can kind of um, move from a department to another department because sometimes it gets, um, it can get dull or it's just the same thing. And mm -hmm. some parts, we talked to Britt Davis at the very beginning of the year and she's, she works at the Falcons and she's like, well, there's some stuff that's going to be the same. So that's mm -hmm. kind of a peaceful time. Right. And then there's sure. some, every year they kind of rebrand the Falcons. And so it's, it, I would think you have something similar at Disney. Um, but how, so why have you in eight years felt like, what are you doing or what is your team doing that keeps you engaged and motivated and driven for that same team for eight years yeah there's i mean there's definitely i think like you said anywhere there's things that we know can expect come year after year mm -hmm. sometimes there's modifications or changes and flexibility to do something new and sometimes it is just a you know refresh of the same thing so yeah, like you said, you almost, sometimes it's kind of nice to have those because it's sort of you, you know what to expect. You can right. either get through it quickly or not, but you, something you can you know, either get off your list fairly quickly because it's kind of an easy update. And even if it's more complicated, at least, you know, um, maybe the uh, overall like actual design is not changing and you're just updating a lot of content. Um, I think for me too, like where I am, the team has a lot to do with it. You know, I really... Mm love everybody that I work with and we do support a lot of different areas so 
um, with that, there are different types of projects always, you know, flowing through. So, and some of those could be those repeat projects, but, um, and for some other areas, you know, you are working with a lot of different people. So then there's just a lot of different, you know, uh, takes on even a same, the same project that you might get year after year, because you might be working on it with a different person the following year. So, um, I don't know. I think I just, you know, I know that there's a good variety of work where I am. And like I said, I have enjoyed a lot of the same people that I'm working with have been there since I started. So, um, you know, it's been a, a good close family for a while. So. And that's really important. So mm -hmm. it, it really does matter about the people who are above you, the people who are next to you, and mm -hmm. then the people who you're also mentoring. I think uh, yeah, those, those sure. things. And also they set this, stage they set the tone for what um what you're how the how the team feels right mm -hmm. yep for sure so so having all these different things coming in is that one of the things that leads to you having fresh ideas or do does your team do something different like do y'all have coffee every wednesday or or is y'all do something together as like team building every year or since you've <laughs> been together so many years you don't do that we have coffee every day <laughs> every day twice a day at least <laughs> um but yeah we do try to um whether it's like team outings sometimes like to just break away get into the park for a little bit or do something or even just going to lunch um mm. and then you know there's days where we can't get out or you know we've got a lot going on but um there are there's like, you know, some areas in the building where we've got, you know, a lot of design books and stuff. And sometimes we'll, even just on my own, sometimes I'll just go down there to look through books just to, you know, either it's specific, I'm looking for something specific to spark, you know, some, uh, something to influence on a project or just, mm. you know, kind of looking to see what new stuff we've got. Um, so there's, yeah, there's some team building things that we do. Are they all Disney books or are they all kinds of books? Like regular design oh, books? There are a lot of regular, like straight up design books, typography and stuff. So that's really great. And then we also get like a lot of the publications, communication arts, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that is really good. Um, and then we've got uh, like uh, Skillshare and lynda.com if we want to do some of that stuff on our own. Um, we've got that flexibility too, which is really helpful. So, so yeah, there's a good variety of stuff. Which, you know, I think you could have almost anywhere if, you know. Right. And I think that that's another good team building thing is that maybe you can't do it on the clock, but they're giving right. you access to learn and to grow and they're not wanting you just to stay stagnant so right. that because it helps them not to stay stagnant too. So yeah, having sure. having those access to those things, if people are looking for jobs, maybe that's something that they could that could be one of the bartering things that they say, Hey, could you, could you get me a access to LinkedIn learning, which is now Linda or Linda.com is now yeah, LinkedIn learning LinkedIn, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, or, or Skillshare, you know, or, or a combination of both or, or something like that. And I think that those things can really be um, game breakers for you moving forward in your career. Cause I think that those are things you and I talked about that. Those are some of the things that you've done is you've done some of those things on your own time. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. All right. So uh, one of the things I always think when I talk to anybody from like a big company or a company that everybody's like, Ooh, it could be like the Falcons, right? Mm -hmm. A common misconception um, for working for a dream company or a, like Google or Disney or Apple is that you go home at five 
and that your hustle ends, right? Mm -hmm. That you have, the, you can just kick back your, <laughs> you know, um, you've landed this dream job. Why is this a misconception? Because I'm pretty sure it is. And yeah. um, I'll ask you the rest of these. So why is that a misconception? Um, you know, because it, like, I, so for me, I mean, yes, Disney is my dream job. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving what I do. It's important, valuable work. Love the team. Um, but everybody's always got passion projects, mm -hmm. things they want to continue to pursue, skills they want to work on. Um, which, yes, there are opportunities to try and do some of that with projects at, at the office, but, you know, a good bulk of it, I think, is on us, you know, yourself to kind of make the time to put in some extra, extra work to, like, you know, pursue some of those passion projects or, you know, do some of those tutorials to learn new stuff. So, um, you know, plus there, you know, for me, there, there's other opportunities, you know, that I could uh, pursue just trying to, you know, get my work more exposure and some other, you know, things that I want to work on and learn how to, um, uh, how to do differently, you know, with some of my own personal projects. So, so yeah, for anyone, I think it's, it's just, you know, finding the time and <laughs> which is the most difficult part of it. So. But it's also about one of the things that probably makes you attractive to one of these great companies is that you do have that passion for learning and that you do show that you have this passion project and that you're not just going to kick back once you have this job that you're going to continue pursuing yeah. and growing. And I think that that's a huge advantage for any company and that yeah. it's, um, it's a mindset, I think. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's cause you know, I struggle with it a lot cause you know, I, I get, I feel like I'm supported at work and I have these things available to me, but I also have my, my workload and, you know, things I need to get done at work and then figuring out what my priorities are at home for those things that I'm passionate about that I want to do, you know, outside of work. So um, like for when I was actually just after the internship ended for a while, I was doing wedding invitation design. So um, that was, something I thought I was definitely interested in and stationary and stuff, but I also wanted it for, for the financial component too. I, you know, definitely wanted some extra work. Same with like any freelance, really. That was just something I saw for myself that um, I would enjoy. And I went to, I had a booth at a bridal show to, you know, promote my stuff. And I was doing that for a while. Um, and then, you know, still trying to take on like some freelance work, even through some of my other jobs, just again, to like, have new stuff in my portfolio that wasn't just from my day job. Right. Um, Cause sometimes you can't always show a lot of right. things in your portfolio too, depending on where you are. So um, yeah, it was just kind of like trying to do everything and anything <laughs> for a while. So what does that, what is your side project um, or one of them? Because I think you've had many and you've kind of had some goals. And I think that's one of the things that's uh, another uh, one of your superpowers is that mm -hmm. you've kind of said, hey, I would love. So you had an Instagram picture recently and I think it was from two years ago. And mm -hmm. it was from the Wonderground um, project of the festival, International Festival of the Arts that's mm -hmm. at Disney. And I think it's going on now. It is. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because you were doing like signings. But two yeah. years ago, you did not think that you would get be be a featured artist but you are mm. you got to be a featured artist mm. this year and 
we're going to get to that in a little bit, but what are some of these passion projects and how long do these last for you? Um, I think I'm trying to, I mean, I've been doing, I mean, yeah, anytime I had extra time to do like stuff on my own for myself, you know, I would try, but I think for a while too, I was also trying to do freelance so I could make money on it. So it was very hard to find. Mm. It still is. It's, it's hard to find time to just do, you know, like fun work for yourself. Mm. Um, so what constitutes fun work for you? Um, I mean, I, so I don't know when I can jump in showing stuff, but yeah, got, show, like, so even, show. <laughs> so even like just being at Disney and being a Disney fan, I've got just Disney type design projects mm-hmm. that I've wanted to do that are just like little, you know, things here and there. And I think also ultimately it's about trying to, um, you know, get my work a little more exposure and just doing like some really fun things that, you know, were fun for me, but also could hopefully potentially draw some attention to, you know, uh, some of it that might help me obtain a certain, you know, goal and dream that I've, you know, been working towards for a while. So I can pull up one, um, a document that I've got, which for the most part, it starts up being, I'm a very big Sorcerer Mickey fan. So um, I started a project for myself where I was going to do like various different Sorcerer Mickey hat things and figuring out like how many different ways I can. So how long have you done this? Um, This has probably been over the last, these in particular, probably over the last like three or four years. Okay. Um, I would say probably, so I've been with Disney almost eight years and I think starting then is when I really figured out like, you know, that I really needed to be doing more of this because Mm. not only is it like fun, but I, it's like an, and for any designer, you doing things so you can like, uh, you know, better your skill set and like trying to do something new to, to spark your creativity and stuff. So it's like, I want to do it, but it's also a necessity for us, right? To kind of keep mm-hmm. on top of. For any um, designer, not yeah. a designer at Disney, but yeah. any designer. And anywhere. you'll see, I think with these, it's a good example because there's some of them, they're not, not any of them are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like different things that I'm exploring to try to like figure out, oh, if I'm doing, you know, if I'm thinking about a future project, is this the right style or let me test this out. And I was kind of using the Sorcerer hat as like a test for, maybe some future things. So so I love this project. And one of the things yeah. I love is that it's pretty simple of what your um what the the thematic thing is, but they're mm-hmm. so different. To me, I was like, whoa, I would have <laughs> never thought because you're really going a ton of different um uh, visual styles as yeah. well as like um you're going back in history because there's one that's sort of art deco sort mm-hmm. of looking, right? So all right. So yeah, I'll, and yeah, it's show. just about being like, okay, well, this style inspires me. Is that, is that something I can take on with this sorcerer hat, you know? Um, okay. So is that so showing? Is, yeah, it is. It's good. So is any, can you make it a little bigger? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So is there any, like anything that we're doing, can you make it a little bigger now? Yeah, when you can, make yeah. That's good. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. So are there any of these styles that you, then you've done them on this side project and then you've been able to bring them into work? Yeah. Um, into the, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there are some, um, I think sometimes with these, it's, 
you know, there, depending if we're doing any like custom new art, there is some limitations, but sure. um, a little bit, there's a little bit, I think more for my personal projects right. and kind of things that I'm doing now outside of my full-time role, I think is where some of these came in handy, but I do just in, even some other stuff that I'm doing for Disney, um, like on Disney parks blog and stuff. Some of these have, have influenced those pieces for sure. Um, so that would, in the end, I mean, not in the end, cause I'm still going, but like more recently, I definitely can look back at some stuff and think like, wow, I'm glad I, you know, tortured myself figuring this out or whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I can just kind of breeze through some of these yeah. and if you want me to stop or if there's questions, um, I can take some of that. Um, so yeah, they're, so they kind of started out fairly simple. And this, I believe, is in sort of um, timing order, kind of the newer. Um, there's another badge. Um, this one, I got a little just more atmospheric with yeah, it. Yeah, that's, to me, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, that's really different, you know? I mean, yeah. Um, and then the, I even think going to the, I mean, then you have like the neon kind of glow yeah, as the next one. Neon one. Um, which then, is one of my favorites, I think. And then the this Art Deco, which... Yeah. But I mean, then just, just the range there is so great. Like the line work is very different. So mm -hmm. when you're, how often, so if these kind of go between the last three or four years, mm -hmm. how often are you working on this sign project and then, or uh, this side project, not sign project, I guess the neon threw me. Um, <laughs> like, is it every week? Is it every month? Is it more often? In the beginning, I was like putting a lot of pressure on myself to get to get more done quickly, just because mm -hmm. uh, you know I over the last eight years too, I've become more heavily involved with social media and trying mm -hmm. to you know put my work out there. And with that, you put pressure on yourself to post things and stuff. So I was trying to do them pretty often. So you know, two a month three a month. I don't know, but I, I definitely slowed down quickly because one, it's like hard to find time. And then I was struggling to really be inspired to do different ones. So I just told myself, I was like, you know what, you're just going to wait until it comes to you. If you're going to, you can seek out stuff to try to get inspired. But I, some of these just took a while to like really get to a point where I was like, oh yeah, I can, I can jump in and do this, you know, in this style. So you weren't um, forcing yourself, maybe in the beginning you were, but then you stopped. In the beginning. And I, you know, it's like, now I, I'm like, okay, I really want to continue it, but I'm going to wait till something pops in my head. I'm not going to, I used to just like throw the first hat on the screen and just like think and look through like, <laughs> you know, other, you know, design sites to try to get inspired by something. And um, which is fine too. Like, I think you still need to do that and you need to like, uh, you know, push yourself for sure. But, um, you know, when you're, when all of our time is valuable and, you know, you've got a lot going on, it's hard to like, just take the time to sit and look at your screen for a while. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, and then like this one, this was a like, oh, springtime is coming. And so I wanted to do something that was like, announcing you know oh, first day of spring and i was like well maybe i'll do a sorcerer hat for that um which but almost again totally different style it has yeah. like a watercolor paint 
you know, it's so painterly. You have this next to like the neon sign and you're uh, like, this came out of the same person. And it's just, maybe it is that you're separating some with time, but yeah, I really, I think it's just a really powerful exercise. Yeah. And I used to think, and I still do, like we all struggle to like find our style, you know, I don't know. So I've kind of like stopped thinking about it that way. And I think this project has been a good example because I'm like, you know what, I, I think it's okay for us to do like um, a variety of different things, you know, mm -hmm. that um, sure you can focus on one that you're like, you know, more passionate about or that you find is more exciting. But with these, I was like, all right, I can like do a bunch of different stuff and still call it my own and maybe someone will recognize it as mine or not. And I don't know if that matters as much um, with these, but but yeah, and then I've got one, um, which I think this one happened more early on. And so um, this was just like a fun exercise of something in like this multi-element type piece that just, you know, kind of has sparked some other things now that mm -hmm. I'm doing. That one looks like, do you, I'm older than you, but when I, and Jeremy loves this one, he says. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. And, uh. Mark says, this is what I think of when I think of your style, if he had to, if he was, had to do it. But do you know those yeah. things that were red and then were like in the um, cereal boxes and then you put the red film over it and then you could see the message? This seems like so. one of those yeah, yeah. that I think there was a time in something that you sent me that it, this was like grayscale and you kind of had it in the back. So it was very just a, and then there was something on top of it. Maybe not. I, I don't Amy remembers it was like colorblind test sort of but you could see but these just because you're really doing something with scale with the small mm -hmm. little pieces and then the big pieces and then you're they're not all the buckets aren't the same size and right, it's just yeah. really really fun oh thanks yeah this this was a lot of fun I don't and again it was just like you know just something I thought I needed to do I don't know you know <laughs> but it was fun for how me. long did this one take you think um I'm really bad at like tracking how long it takes to do stuff because I do probably you track your time at work no um no not not specifically <laughs> thank <laughs> goodness at... if you're not yeah, no we don't do that but just even at like because I think I'm jumping around like I may have started this and then I got sick of like looking oh, at it because I was like <laughs> tired of it um, and then I would jump to other stuff. So, I, you know, but I'm sure it took me a while. <laughs> um, cause it, it's not like, there's no repeating, there's repeating mm -hmm. elements, but there's no like duplication of sections. So, right. Um, I literally, and I, this was the first of this kind. And so from this, I learned a lot of important things about making sure they're all on different layers, like all the elements, even though I know that that was like, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm just going to throw it all in there and do it. But in the newer ones i've made sure all these like each individual things are on their own layers so that i can work with them a little easier but um you know and this one was years ago so um but yeah so that was like i still there's some others that i've done that you might see on my social but these were kind of just like a good like highlight of those um and then i've just got a couple of like other um so these are just kind of side things that you yeah. decided or you got inspired and you wanted to make something Right. Yes. Yeah. So like I wanted to try and do some more badges. Um, so like out of a normal, a normal week, how often are you taking time at night? And now you have a little, a little one. I You're do. married, yeah. you have a little one. So time is um, very precious. You know, 
I stay up late, <laughs> like for in this time, like the things are a little are shifted now because there's some other stuff going on. But um, every night I was working on stuff, you know, like, um, you know, my daughter would go to sleep and then my wife and I would have time. We watch TV and stuff. And at this time she was teaching. So she was getting up earlier and she was going to bed earlier. So that was like my time to then mm-hmm. kind of just work on stuff and um, still like, you know, just making sure I, uh, give myself a little time to, you know, uh, pursue these types of things. But the, these things, it was like every night I was trying to like work on any, any of the stuff going on or trying to think of new stuff to do. Um, just because it was fun. And I also kind of felt like I had to <laughs> like an obligation, you know, Do you feel like you have a team of other people that either, um, from a Slack group or is people who are kind of helping you push you on to do that or, or just with social media, your friends and the people that you follow and the people that follow you that you've created a community because I, I feel like you have that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, we do. Um, definitely got, you know, have other friends in design and um, stuff on Slack groups and people that are doing a lot of their own passion projects and, you know, mm-hmm showcasing that stuff which inspires me to continue to do mine because I think I Mm -hmm. see the value in what they're doing and um you know want to achieve that same thing for myself because it feels good when you can you know you're like well this is not for anyone in particular but myself and Mm -hmm. you know that's just should be enough you know because then you never know how that will impact a project at work or Mm -hmm. something else that you can like apply that you know style to or something absolutely Um, so so yeah, I mean, it, it's important to have other people, those others around you that support that. But at the end of the day, it is on you to push yourself to sit down and do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that hasn't stopped for me. That continues to be a like. Were you always like that, even as a kid? Um, Were you really driven? I would say probably I would say so yeah I mean it's definitely escalated as I as I've gotten older and you know there's a lot more things I want to do um so I think after you know I think the drive to work for Disney um has sparked that like need to uh you know get better at what I'm doing Mm. learn more things improve my skills you know because I know Mm. you know there are just you know there are competitive jobs out there and I just want to do the best I can for myself and, you know, try to make, you know, my own work better. So I've gotten more driven since, you know, the internship ended and then starting to, I think the fact that I didn't get a job with Disney full-time right away ignited that big fire that I was like, all right, Mm. so I'm not at Disney. I'm at jumping around to some other jobs over five years. What else am I going to be doing that, you know, is going to help me, you know, look, uh, look for that Disney role and, and have the portfolio to support that. So this is one key is the portfolio, but there's another huge part is the mm-hmm. relations that you re- blah, relationships that you build. Mm-hmm. And then you, the kind of team player mentality that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? So did you stay in contact with the people that you were in internship with? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, anywhere it's also about 
building relationships, networking. And, you know, as an intern, there was, there was some good opportunities to network with people. And so I took that like, very, very Like seriously. what kind of, if somebody wanted to work, like not maybe specific, but what kinds of things were these great opportunities? Was it? Um, like networking events for interns and um, we would do a lot of meet and greets. So like your leadership would help you, you know, I would say, Hey, I'm interested in this area. Hmm. You know, is there anyone that I can meet with that would help, you know, explain to me what this area does. And, you know, cause in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, let me meet with as many people as I can from different right. areas and learn about what Disney has for, you know, creatives and, you know, where I feel like I might want to end up or, you know, try to end up in getting a job in. So the networking piece of it, I think is like the biggest, you know, um, thing that that internship was, you know, was giving me to try to, you know, meet different people within the company and explore areas that I might want to work at. So. So my sister um, told my friend one time they were talking and she was like, well, maybe I want to do this. And she's like, well, why don't you go talk to people in these departments and see, yeah. and she wasn't an intern, you know, she was a full-time employee at this company. Yeah, it, it doesn't think, change really. Right. I think it's just about starting those relationships. You might decide, oh, after I talk to them and see what they do, that that's really not a good fit. Mm -hmm. So then you can focus in, but I think having those conversations is great, but then yeah. they, those people in those departments may not know the things that you do in your department, right. that your department does, and then they might be able, you might be able to service that department in another way as well. So it's just opening some doors, but it does take a, extra effort. This isn't something that you're doing during the nine to five usually. Sometimes right. it's like before work, you're gonna grab coffee or you're, you know, eat lunch or something with someone right. that, and you're and really being, asking yeah. them about their job. Yeah, and not being afraid to follow up, you know, um, there's, you know, the fine line there, but you definitely want to, um, for someone that you want to keep, you know, have them keep you top of mind for things. It's, you know, it is hard to put yourself out there and especially mm -hmm. on like social media and stuff with like, you know, show and work. And it, but, you know, I think that is kind of a new way of like, you know, networking um, without even, I mean, you're trying, but it's, you know, you don't ne you never know who's going to be seeing stuff out right. there. So yeah, it's definitely like you have to stay determined <laughs> for sure. Right. Okay. So, oh, so you want me to show, yeah, show us, um, cause this next thing is also very different. Yeah. So this was just like a fun thing I did for last year, actually just a Halloween oogie boogie. So much texture, like you're adding yeah, so some of them have like some texture elements that I'll go ahead and I'll bring in in Photoshop and stuff. Um, and then this was for Mickey's birthday. Just like a fun, you know, thing for me because I'm thinking about it too. I want to like, you know, post something socially and, you know, celebrate Mickey's birthday in my own way. And so this mm -hmm. is something I put out there. Um, I'll, can I close this one and open yeah. up a new one? Quick? Yeah, let's see. Let's see so. All right, so I'm gonna ask, so um, I'm gonna go to a question four, which is about those relationships, which we've started to talk and mm -hmm. about, and it's really, um, it's really important. No matter what size your company is, relationships are incredibly, incredibly important. Yeah. But sometimes it's at larger companies, it's a little bit easier to go unnoticed. 
um, and maybe struggle to meet people or make connections that are outside of your team. I think sometimes it's harder to work on projects for other teams or volunteer or jump in as needed. Um, and sometimes that stuff, like I said, happens on nights and on the weekend. Sometimes there's like a fun run and they need people to volunteer or whatever. So what kinds of things have you done at, at Disney that has helped? Um, it's really, you've just kind of said, Hey, it's kind of going the extra mile, um, mm -hmm. for a team or for your team or for a different team where you're able to work on projects that are maybe outside of your normal job responsibilities. And how often are you doing this? Um, pretty often. Like I, you know, it, it's kind of general, but I think we're, we're the kind of team that like, you know, we'll jump in wherever the help is needed. So like there's sometimes that, uh, for, you know, executive presentations that might have, you know, a ton of slides for a presentation that we need done rather quickly because it's high priority. We'll divide and conquer on those a lot mm -hmm. because it's not, you know, not only is it not fair to just dump it on one person, but it also, because the, you know, uh, priority um, of it, it will, you know, be better for us to divide it up kind of thing. Um, I just think being willing to mm -hmm. jump in and help out with, you know, with anything is like an important uh Thing you want to be able to do because you're just you know showcasing that you can you know take on something other than your workload to help someone else I think is you know important um, but yeah it does happen um, a lot I think it could be you know even just little things just between the designers dividing up work and checking in and making sure we've got you know no one is completely overloaded and stepping in you know and taking on projects that you know you may not have had on your list originally um, and then I think uh, outside of that, and even for like the Disney Parks blog, I think I started that because a friend who was doing some stuff for them um, had too much on his plate and he asked if I would help out and take on one of these wallpaper designs for them. And that kind of helped spark the tons of stuff that I'm doing for the Disney Parks blog now, which I'm like super thankful for. So you just never know how like one little uh, favor, you know, jumping in to help someone do something can turn into uh, something a lot bigger than you imagine. So, absolutely, yeah. and it's also about relationships and, um, like you're saying, it builds team, like mm -hmm. your team feel. Yep. Um, that's yeah. why you want to work with them. That's what makes you feel good about going to work. But then there's a lot of repeat business. I think after um, when you when you're able to put things in and, and the blog or the the patterns or Mm -hmm. Anything else just adds to it. It's not necessarily part of your regular day job. All right. Tell right. us about this. Mark says he um, remember when you were starting the Star Wars one. Yeah. So, and then I'll jump to the Parks blog stuff since I mentioned that. But um, these were, again, just like personal projects, things that um, I had never done any Star Wars stuff before. And so there was a lot of buzz with the new movie coming out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do some like Star Wars things. So these are just some helmet and uh, just a random BB-8 heart. I think I did around Valentine's Day because <laughs> I just, that was just like a fun uh, um, holiday themed thing I wanted to do. And then um, I went to do a Kylo Ren. And this is the, so for these, I wanted to show the before and afters. This is like my solid, like complete vector. Mm -hmm. And then I would take the vector stuff and then do all my like uh, effects and stuff in Photoshop just because that's one of the ways I'm comfortable working, but that's not to say that ha that's how it needs to be done. I do go back. Definitely a superpower for you. 
Yeah, I go back and forth a lot. Um, I try to build as much as possible in Illustrator and then do as much lighting and stuff. I think too, it's about what I'm comfortable with. So I've gotten better in Illustrator with lighting just from practice and stuff. But um, I also enjoy doing different effects and lighting stuff in Photoshop. Um, but you then, had to start somewhere when you were doing yeah. those lighting. You know, you weren't great yeah. the first time you came out of the, you know, doing it. And so you've perfected it. And Andre right. says, oh, so uh, Naomi says, can you go back and forth a couple uh, times? So can you go back um, to the yeah, red background? Sure. So was there a reason you did a rec red background because you wanted that red glow behind it? Or um, did you end up cutting that out when you went to Photoshop? This was just for the vector sample. So like okay. I... Yeah, I knew I wanted it to have this background, but for the sample, I don't know. I could have, I could have done it silver. I don't think there was like a big reason behind the red. It just gives it a pop. <laughs> and I think too, when I, I did do a um, an animated GIF of the before and after, so I think I just wanted maybe the red to give it a more dramatic difference, so that you could see it was going back and forth between mm. the first um, the first look and then the new look you know, the, when I took it a step further. So, um, and then I did that. So then this was a Darth Vader. And then I also did, um, and actually a lot of these like initial glows and stuff are in Illustrator. And mm. then there's some, just a few, like the blur and stuff I took in Photoshop, but then some of the extra shine points I added in Photoshop. But this was one I tried to push a little more in Illustrator. Um, and then this is a lightsaber before. Yeah, this one's pretty yeah. impressive. And then the um, the final one. So yeah, this was where I stopped in Illustrator, and then just uh, took it to to Photoshop after that. All right. Um, so Doc asked a question, and mm -hmm. he says he's been in and out. So he's sorry oh, okay. covered this, but I don't know what IP means. So you're going to have to interpret. So oh yeah, our intellectual property. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So thank you. <laughs> sure. So how has working with other people's intellectual property been to navigate? from the viewpoint of fan art versus look what I can do. Trust me to work with your intellectual property in the hopes of landing a gig like you got with Epcot. Um, or you can say, I choose not to answer that by saying the word rooster. Can, wait, let me see. I, don't, I can't see the question. <laughs> That's our safe word. We'll just move to the next. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me see. Other people. So, I guess, so is it like, are you asking if it's okay that we're... So, so I think he's saying, um, like, how is it working with somebody's intellectual property? And then it's like, um, like, as just fan art, right? Mm -hmm. People see it as fan art. And then how does it go from being fan art to saying, building that trust, I think, with the brand that says, hey, look at what I could do. You could trust me, like being more of a professional with their, with their brand. Um, how, it, how do you bridge that gap? I think is what he's asking. You, well, like when it comes down to actually doing this stuff officially for Disney, you know, I'm not on my own there. It's like there's right. uh, approvals and things that has to happen. Um, but, you know, you want to give your take on something first and, you know, uh, you put together, if it's for an art piece that you're trying to have, you know, done officially, it's just kind of like presenting your concept and mm -hmm. um, seeing, you know, if there are concerns and if there are, then, you know, you take that back and you uh, work on that and figure that out. So I think for like the fan art stuff, you know, um, I'm always trying to like stay true to like my type mm -hmm. of work and to the characters and having fun with them. I think as long as it's a, 
you know, fun, positive take on mm. stuff. I think, you know, for any type of character or fan art like that, I think, you know, that's important. So that it's like light and fun and positive um, is important. So one of the things answers the question. So he's so he kind of clarifies a little bit. He said there seems to be times when brands embrace it and others when they shun it. And so I would think one of the reasons what I've seen is that you have you're coming from a professional. Like Jay's a professional. Not even if you didn't work at Disney, you're professional. You Mm -hmm. you do a lot of work and there's consistency no matter what brand you're doing it for. And so that there's trust within that. But you've also created these series. You're also talking about creativity and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then there, are, which I think would build trust on the, some of the brand, but then there are some brands who might say, no, I don't, it's about trust. I think, you know, we only want people yeah. within our walls to do Google stuff or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, again, I think as long as you're putting something out there that's in a positive view of, of that what brand. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I, I think, you know, it's up to you, like how to, you know, approach that. But I think it's, you know, important to keep it, mm-hmm. keep it light and fun. So Mark asked two questions, then Doc asked another question. So Mark says, um, and do you feel an increase in pressure? And then he says, and now you're officially a Disney fine artist. Does that mean you have to stop or limit how much stuff you can do or post on social media? Um. Does anybody call you into an office and be like, <laughs> right? No. Is that rooster? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I, like, there is a lot, a lot of pressure I'm feeling, but um, it, it's a, it's good, like, good pressure. Like, I, like right now, you know, with everything going on, I am real excited and there's a lot of, like, you know, good stuff, positive stuff surrounding the work I'm doing now. So I'm just kind of running with that and trying to, with some of the, um, ways that I've been trying to do some other stuff that are Disney. It's been more through the official mm-hmm. channel of Disney parks blog and other social media um, areas that I've been able to do some work for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really, because that is my, that kind of like was the reason why I was doing a lot of the, just also the reason why I was doing a lot of the personal on my own stuff was because I was trying to work my way up to things that are happening for me now. So I, I, would probably say, you know, it definitely benefited me to do a lot of those personal fan art side projects because I was trying to work on a skill or work on a look, you know, and sharing that I think, you know, is okay as long as, you know, you're, you're being positive about it and it's, you know, right. It's just for fun. So so Doc has a question that I think Noah Elias really answered. Um, you can watch the, it's a really old episode, but he does a lot of stuff for Disney also. But again, yeah, it's always yeah. in a very positive light. He's done really large scale things. He's an airbrush artist, but does, he's just amazing. And he has a, a so I'll try to put the, I will put the link in the show notes. But um, he, so Doc asks, when or is it ever a green light to sell at craft or expos when you don't have permission? from companies. Companies just seem to pick and choose when they go after with a cease and desist. So, um, so I think, I think what Jay said is go through the correct channels, um, be positive about the, what your, your impression of the brand. And then you can always, um, start connections, start relationships. But I think Noah really covers us a lot. So that way maybe it's not all on Jay. Well, Um, yeah, yeah, I honestly don't, 
don't know a lot about that, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Cause... Yeah, I should watch the Noah episode though. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he really he does. He is a he was an outside artist and he was selling stuff and it was fine art. But then Disney really saw his unique take. I think that that's one of the things and it was always in a positive light. So I think that what Jay's saying is the same things that what has helped you stand out as an artist for Disney as not an employee, but as an, a fine artist um, is, is different and, and unique. Do you want to show some of that stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of that too, I, I see him as like the, the personal art is like my, exercises you know mm -hmm. to do to do some stuff that has helped me do what I'm what I'm doing now so um this is through, like a series of the stuff that I started doing for the parks blog this one is uh they're all these are more recent um so you'll kind of see like how some of the other stuff might have influenced some of these things mm -hmm. um so a lot of these are driven around holidays because the parks blog does highlight a lot of holiday stuff um so those things that I do for them or different anniversaries um, so a lot of like some of the stuff that I did with that, like painterly, um, yeah, the flowers, the they flowers, and then the, yeah. And then the, uh, sorcerer hat piece mm -hmm. on the cliff, some of the paintbrush technique things I was testing out kind of also helped with this one. Um, and then a sorcerer Mickey 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Um, this is just was celebrating Pocahontas's anniversary. Um, happy fall. And then Nightmare Before Christmas. And then a lot of these, they're usually like a desktop wallpaper, mm -hmm. um, iPad, iPhone, Apple Watch. Uh, I would try to do, depending on the design, I would try to do that full collection for all of those pieces. Um, sometimes if they've got, I can't like crop certain ways. I'm usually now thinking about it ahead. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I want to do mobiles for these. So how is that going to look? But, um, you know, some of them get a little crazy. Um, and then <laughs> one of and your then, superpowers, Jay, seems to be color and how you're able to really use color and uh, you're using limited palettes, you're using pop colors, you're using mm -hmm. different kind of, has color always been something you were good at or is that something you've worked at? Um, I, I've worked at it a lot. I think with these, it is very difficult to try to like figure out, you know, what pieces need to pop, what I want to fall more in the background. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that I ever found it. Even now, I don't really find it easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm continuing to, to work on it. And, you know, every piece is different. So that's fun, but it's a challenge. Um, so I think with these specifically, it's, I've gotten better to know, you know, what, I think works in terms of like which what kind of elements should be the ones in the forefront and when what needs to be a little bit more in the background. But um, I used to, I mean, I struggled a lot early on, even in college, like where I always had like, maybe it looked, it was assembled right, but everything kind of like had the same priority. And so I was struggling, like trying to figure out how to, you know, tone things down and maybe the whole less is more type mm -hmm. scenario which in these it's funny because like there's nothing less about this there's just like a lot of stuff um but even you know like for something like this one too it's like there is a, like a ton going on but I, I still feel like you can make your way through it you can um, but just like in the the christmas one mm -hmm. mickey is kind of the place of rest yeah so yeah, there's yeah. not a ton of detail in his beard or it, mm -hmm. i mean there there it's there in shading but yeah. it's not like 
you know, the de- he's, he's the place of rest. And I feel like with the others, there's like line work that's similar and that draws you into the, um, yeah. the guys, there's, you know, I mean, there's just pieces. So I think you're yeah. really new- doing well there. Well, thank you. It's definitely a new challenge with, with every single one of them. And usually I swear to God, with like every one of these, I'm like, this was a bad idea. This is not gonna. Ha- this is not gonna happen. Uh, you know, I just. But that means you're pushing yourself, so yeah. you are uncomfortable, and so that that is a key, I think, for people to remember is that you have when you're doing something new, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and like from these, I you know just with this relationship, I segued a little bit and started doing some help for. Um, some of the other Disney uh, social channels, these are for like Disney family. So there were some bookmarks um, that they do that you can like print out at home. Oh, fun. Um, and then they do like Disney coloring pages. Uh, so this is the flat art for that. And then um, there was a Pixar wallpaper, a mm. mobile wallpaper for the Pixar account. Um, and then there was um, for Disney princess for the anniversary of Snow White, they were having multiple artists do their own take on a Snow White piece. So I was like super excited with Snow White being my like all-time favorite film doing this piece um, that was on the Disney Princess account and then on display at the um, El Captain Theater for the like the screening of the anniversary, you know, for the movie and everything. So that was like really exciting. Um, And this is similar, but it's different. You know, it's again, you're continuing to push and then you're, you're making these graphics um different from you but also different from how we know them um and it's in such it this has such like i just want to eat this it's so (laughs) thank you um i don't i just love this piece and this is is this one of the wonderground it is not okay no (laughs) this one is (laughs) i really love this i love that you try a lot of different styles too to me I think this uh, having happened um, most recently uh, for her anniversary being like, um, I think this one was last December um, or the December before, but this kind of, once I had this done, it sort of like, you know, stuck with me that this is where I feel like I I can pursue more of this type of thing, Um, especially with like the Parks blog stuff. I feel like a lot of that is leading up to what's happening with for me now. Um, and then I've just got one more for Disney villains. Oh, yeah. Of course I had to do like the evil queen. Um, but this one was just more basically just tr- trying to push myself to do like solely the character art piece mm-hmm. of it. Um, there are some little things that I kind of tweaked with the crown and just to kind of give it a, a subtle different look, but I, I was still trying to stay like really true to the character here. So Mark has a question. He said, do you just keep a running list of things in a notebook that you want to work on? Or do you just start something up when the mood hits you? I, it's in my head. Like I honestly, I have not, um, with the Wonderground stuff, I've definitely made some lists, but a lot of this other stuff, I'm just, if I feel, you know, it inspires me, I just, you know, jump in and, and start. But, um, yeah, a lot of the stuff I have not, I haven't really listed out. But okay, so I got another question. So sure. um, Doc, and I know we're at the end of our time, so I really appreciate. Okay. It. So Doc has a question: Is this sure. is it the story of Snow White that you love, or is it that it was so groundbreaking? How groundbreaking the movie was that um, it makes it your favorite? 
I think like every part of that is like a lot of the reasons why, I mean, what it did for Walt, you know, is super important and kind of a big reason why we're all here, I think, and why Disney is super, super successful. But um, just the look of the film mm. and the story, the way that it's told, you know, in the Disney way. And um, it's, there is just like a look to it and a feel to it that is like no other, you mm. know, and kind of what, I mean, that's, I could say the same thing about Sleeping Beauty, which is my second favorite. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good yeah. to know. So what yeah. pieces, and if you can just show us really fast, oh, the yeah, sure. Wonderground pieces yep. um, that, that made it in. And, and I know you don't, me and you talked and you were like, I don't even know how I really got in this, but you were so excited to get in. <laughs> yes. But what yeah. were, um, so how does, how does it work? You just got uh, contacted and these were pieces you had done already or you were. No, these were. Yeah, these did not exist. Um, and so I was contacted just out of the blue and it was, you know, really exciting. And so we just had a conversation about, you know, uh, what I would do. And I just presented, uh, you know, some ideas to them and, um, you know, making sure that that was okay and just waited for the okay on those. And so these were solely produced for Wonderground Gallery. Um, so and so how, how much time from the pitch to the, when the final work was done? Um, I think I had from May to September. Okay. Um, which probably was about the amount of time that I've been working on all, the, on all of these. It really like, I've never, I mean, I, I barely slept for a long time. <laughs> so that was like a really, it was really hard for, me to make that adjustment but because I mean I would always even on all those other projects I, I said I would stay up late and I'd work on those and mm -hmm. this was like nothing else I experienced like you know for me uh personally just the amount of time and effort because I wanted it so bad mm -hmm. and I wanted it to be the best you know representation of my work that there's a lot of just pressure you put on yourself to make sure, sure that it's it's going to be good and um yeah, like first, so this Sleeping Beauty one, um, I mean, they all, all the pieces took a while. This was probably the most difficult um, to arrange and figure out. So mm. I made, for Mark, here's the list portion. I made a list of, mm. you know, the pieces and parts that I knew I had to have in it because that's what I wanted and I think what the fans would want. Um, and then created those, built those, mm. and then um, would figure out how to arrange it. So unlike all those other pieces these are the first ones that i've done sketches for and i actually haven't shared this before anywhere but this is the um final composited sketch and i say that because i sketched out a lot of different pieces first mm -hmm. and then you know laid them all out and tried to figure out how they would look together and that then i would just start filling in areas little by little and then cutting them out piece and kind of like a, a puzzle um, and then this on the right just shows you like once I got the characters built, I wanted to make sure that things were like going to start and flow, to, you know, flow together. And you so can see this where Illustrator or Photoshop. Yeah. So Illustrator? this is in the end all completely Illustrator. Well, mm. so mostly Illustrator, about ninety percent, which has never happened for me. Like I, there's very few things in here I went back in and Photoshop to just like 
lightly test touch-ups with lighting and you could like the mm -hmm. glow with the um mm -hmm. the uh spinning wheel and stuff so i think i you know learned a lot with this one and um i was really happy that i was able to do a lot of it in illustrator because it you know had been something i'd been working on for a while um, with illustrator and then uh, sorry go ahead Oh, so Doc says, have you ever tried using Collider Scribe? It helps you place items like stars and sparkles. I know you have I, them. Yeah. Have I them did. all being unique, but I can see this. How, it's an astute graphics software. If anybody's, it's a plugin that astute graphics has for Illustrator. I've it's funny. I, before I started these, I did get some of those. And I have for these, are the for these for first pieces are some of the ones that I've started using those on. Um, so yeah, that was, was really nice. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of different plugins that I think, you know, have been a little helpful. And I, I, I need to work on that a little more, but. Um, so Lorenzo had a question. He's like, mm -hmm. where can I get, uh, you know, copies of these, like buy these for prints or are, so are sure. these available through the Wonderground Gallery? They are only available right now at Epcot for the festival. Okay. And then as soon as that ends, I'm not 100% sure what. I think they will distribute to the galleries, but I'll be sure to update like on my social media on where, where you can um, still get them. So, cause there's, there's canvases, prints, postcards. Um, right. And so once, once we progress to the galleries, I'll know a little more about that. So I can definitely share that update. And Jay um, Scott wants to know if you've ever, if you know Dave Clayton from Astute Graphics, have you ever met him? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do know Dave. He's yeah. next week, just so you oh, all cool. know. <laughs> cool. Yes, I do know him, yep. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I'll just take you through. Then there's The Little Mermaid, um, which, you know, is another favorite film of mine. It, it's This one's awesome as well. It's different. You know, you're it using is, more yeah. uh, gradient instead of such mm -hmm. flat. But it it's, I just find it really um, refreshing that you can use different styles so yeah, well. yeah. And with this, you can tell, like, on Sleeping Beauty, I really, um, the characters, I just preferred to be very mm. uh, true, almost. There is some subtle, subtle differences and touches that I've added um, to help them look a little different. But for the most part, they are pretty, pretty mm -hmm. spot on. And then just because that, for me, I'm like, I just, this is what I'm feeling for this one. And then with Ariel, there's a noticeable just difference to her look, mm -hmm. but she is still, you know, a more on-model Ariel. Um, and then I've got a figment piece, which I do have a sketch for that I can share as well. Oh, so this cool. is my composited crazy sketch. And then um, for that one, I probably got more specific on every element. I did struggle a lot with the layout on this one, but um, it came together. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but all of these are available now at the festival only, and then I'll be sure to share um, when does when does the festival end? So if people want to go and see, they can see it at Epcot until when? Uh, until the twenty fifth of February. Of February, yeah, okay. of February. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. Uh, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> just in case yeah. anybody. Yes, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So. But yeah. So, so, those so are the Jay, one had a question that I think probably other people are asking. Um, I know when I've done things for my university, sometimes if it's for my department, it's mm -hmm. just free, right? But when I do something for another department, a lot of times it's free because I'm just helping out. But sometimes like this Wonderground, um, you were commissioned. And so this is a separate for, I would think, maybe yeah, separate all this, from. Yeah, all this is like on my own time 
at home. <laughs> um, so it is a separate, they're a separate part of contracts. The so yeah, there's different contracts and stuff. So, um, but then again, it's like all on me to find that time, you know, and, uh, deal with being sleep deprived for a while and, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and not and seeing my family. And <laughs> so, and obviously yeah. you can't, um, let your work suffer at your day right. job to right. do things like this. So, so you, I looked at, oh, sorry. So you're going to ask like how I no. manage that. Yeah. Um, I took, you know, I tried to take some vacation days where I could. And then, um, honestly, I really like the weekends was, you know, a super important time because yes, I, you know, I still had to be at work, um, full time. And, uh, the weekends I was just locked up in my office, you know, all day. Right. That's no joke. So it was, it was really, um, cause I knew that was just the bulk of the time that I had, you know, to make some good progress. And then, prepare certain things so that during the week maybe there was little things that I focused on here and there that were shorter amounts of time mm -hmm. so that I you know um we were very behind on all of our tv shows <laughs> let's just say that so you know I would just try to use my weekend time um and prepare for certain things during the week but I mean I was I was going to bed pretty late even during the week so a lot of coffee so Jay, we didn't get to finish, but we got very, very far. So I'm okay, very cool. excited. So I'm going to yeah. share how people can, um, cause if, when you'll, you'll be sharing how people can purchase these on your show, sure. social media yeah. and probably yep. on your website as well. So I want to make sure everybody knows. So I'm going to spell these out just so that people don't confuse J A Y with just a J. So you can follow Jay on Instagram at J Ratner, J A Y R A T N E R 81. And then same way, except not the 81, you're the only Jay Ratner, J-A-Y-R-A-T-N-E-R -E on Twitter. And then you can follow his everything on his website mm -hmm. with just a J, just the letter J, R-A-T-N-E-R, -E design, singular.com. So I thank you so much for giving thank us you. so much of your time. Sure. I'm I appreciate it. so glad. You're super inspiring. Awesome. I love that you have multiple styles and you have a great drive and it's very inspiring for me to just keep pushing even when things get um, hard to just keep yeah. going. You know, um, it's also really important that you have the support of your wife and your, yeah. your daughter's a little too young to be super supportive, I guess, but, yeah. um, but she, she picks up on it though. She was, it was yeah. really sweet. You know, she's like, Oh, daddy has to work. And you know, so <laughs> It's yeah, it is hard though. Yeah, everybody goes through it, you know, in their own way. It's Ab yeah. absolutely. So, um, cool. I just want to. Uh, Mark has asked me twice now to bug you about going to Creative South this year. So of course we always want to see you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm just putting the putting the bee in your bonnet that we'd okay. love to see you. Um, and cool. Josh Lewis says, great to hear more about your job and the Festival of the Arts pieces. They awesome. are really amazing. I hope that you continue you. to be a part of that. Me too. Um, Thank festival you. because it's your, I can just imagine it would be um, really uh, um, amazing to be a part of it, but it's also, um, it's so nice to be recognized. Like mm -hmm. all this hard work that it's one of those goals. And I think that's yeah. something that we need to do. Um, if we have this big goal that we should just set it, even if it's a big goal, we should just set it and then figure out how to get there. So yeah. you never know at what point, you know, something, can come your way and I mean it's I didn't 
expect this. So it was, you know, I've been working towards it, but you still don't like expect it to like happen. I don't know. So yeah, it's definitely just stay patient and determined for sure. Right. And humble. I think you're also really yeah, humble. Definitely. You're really willing to learn. You're a team player. You talk to people. You can't be super shy, right? You have to be willing yeah. to help and, yeah, and for sure. put up all that in. So just so you guys know, next week we have um, Dave Clayton. We're start love on designers. We do the whole month of February, which I know it's the smallest month, which sort of seems like the worst month to be loving on everybody. But this is a, a month where one week you love on yourself, but really sometimes you love on maybe a mentor or somebody you love on somebody you're mentoring. Um, and then there are other things that you can just do to encourage each other. And so the whole month is just about community. So um, we start on Friday. We will have a Dave Clayton show on Wednesday. And then my friend Jody, who does a lot of community stuff, just outreach um, within her area where she is in Idaho, just people who are very community oriented or who are building a community, having them on the show. And I just want to give you um, – I'm excited for y'all to be, again, hopefully part of Love on Designers. So I just want to remind you, always then the best ways for you can uh, support the show is to share, do a review on iTunes, or now, I guess, Spotify. So we're on Spotify, so you can actually check it out on Spotify. I'm super excited to finally cool. be there. Um, and then you can also uh, support the channel by going to patreon.com slash Diane Gibbs and support the show that way for as little as a dollar. Even a dollar helps um, just get things, extra things done. And then uh, the best way I've learned to use and what I'm teaching my students how to design web pages is through Elementor, the Elementor plugin. You can click on this link, it's an affiliate link, so I get a little piece of the pie there. You don't pay any more for me to get a piece of the pie, but it's uh, bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash D-R Elementor. And I'll put these on in the underneath. And then also the Divi theme is the theme that I really prefer to use. I've tried some other ones and I really do like the Divi theme. It makes using Elementor a little bit easier. And you can do that one at bit.ly dot or bit.ly slash Diane Loves Divi, D-I-V-I. And then one thing that's changed my and I'll have a new Audible link, but this is the um, link where you get two free books and it's bit.ly slash design recharge. So it's really easy and you get two free books and I have the gold membership. I don't know if there's a higher membership, but it's $14.95 a month. I get one new book a, a month and I don't even know if you can buy a book for $14.95, a regular book. So I think it's a total deal. And I love hearing authors um, read books. I listen to fiction and nonfiction, lots of business books and stuff like that. But if you haven't ever, I mean, you don't have to use that link. You could just go straight there. It doesn't matter to me, but I definitely think learning is good and I have a long commute. So I like listening to books. So I hope you guys will give us a review on iTunes. If you don't do anything else and listen to us on Spotify. So Jason, thank you so much thank for you. Jay. I'm not supposed to call you Jason. No, either one. That's fine. <laughs> just don't call me Constance. Um, so, thank uh, Thank you so much for being here and we'll sure see you nice. next week with right. Clayton. Bye.